Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. I hope you had a great Christmas and you're looking forward to the new year. We're starting things off with a chat with Little Triggers, who we featured recently over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify with their single, Personality Crisis. Before then, though, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. Well, thank you, Tom, from Little Triggers for joining us on the Discover New Music podcast. How are you on this wet and windy afternoon? I'm all right. I'm not too bad. It's a bit warmer than it was yesterday. I'm in my practice room and I've got my heater on, so I'm nice and warm today. Excellent. Yes, it has been rather chilly lately, hasn't it? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, obviously um delighted to have you on the podcast we've really enjoyed uh personality crisis your recent single which we featured over on our discover new music playlist hence we've got you onto the podcast um so before we talk about the single we always start the podcast in the same way every single time it's what we call the origin story so the podcast is designed to introduce um you know new listeners to new music um so for those that are checking this podcast out and perhaps don't know much about little triggers um, how did the uh, you know persona of Little Triggers, which uh, I understand is more of a solo kind of project for yourself, how did that come about, and yeah, you know, how did you get to this point? It's a pretty long story, to be fair. <laughs> um, I was in a band called the Forty Fives when I was about fourteen, fifteen. Split up when I was seventeen, and I'd moved to Liverpool, and um, I got a new lineup together, and that m- morphed into Little Triggers. And that was a five piece and then it turned into a, a four piece with completely new people and that they went to china and stuff and uh that was a bit more of an indie lineup kind of thing and then went to a different four piece and that's kind of when we started doing the blues rock kind of thing it was a bit led zeppelin and then it went to a two piece and it went a bit more punky and then now it's kind of a three or four piece depending on how i'm feeling yeah certainly been a bit of a long and winding road you know to get you to the point where you are now um certainly probably some some ups and downs in amongst it um and i did want to just touch on you know one individual that i think played uh, a bit of a role with uh, the first band you mentioned there the 45s uh, was wilco johnson obviously who have quite recently lost so i just wanted to um you know bring him into it and obviously get your thoughts on the man and the help that he was able to give you. Yeah, it was great. I met him at a gig in Kendall and then I managed to get backstage and he let me have a go on his guitar. We was just sat in the corner and he could see me like staring at it. He was like, do you want to go? And then I was playing all his songs back to him. And then we ended up supporting him uh, in Glasgow, which is pretty cool. And my guitar, a string on my guitar broke. And then they handed me his one and I finished wow. the set using his guitar. Yeah, it was very cool. And then he, he got up, we did a gig in Canvey Island as well, which is where he's from. And he got up and played and it was it was packed and it was great. We played with uh, Sparko, the bass player, a couple of times as well from Dr. Feelgood. That was great. He still yeah. wishes me happy birthday on Facebook every year, which is quite <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely is, definitely is. And, you know, obviously wonderful memories, especially, you know, at a young age, you know, to be able to 
um witness you know people with the industry experience of you know wilco and, and you know be able to learn from them i'm sure was was uh really really uh a big part of your sort of musical upbringing i would guess uh, and obviously he's very very sad that he's, he's no longer with us but we can certainly remember him for the great man that he was um so you know this long and winding road you've been on um has brought you to uh your current point where you've just put out personality crisis your most recent single um so obviously we've really enjoyed it as i say it's on the uh playlist the listeners can go there and check it out and of course it's on all the usual streaming platforms as well um what can you tell us about the song you know what what is the meaning behind the song and how did it all come together for you um i was listening to a lot of mc5 at the time which you could probably tell in the track yeah and uh, i don't know it was about i i wasn't really much of a uh social media kind of guy until lockdown and i thought i'd get the band social media a bit bit better and i got into it and i just thought it was scary really <laughs> the crap that's on there yeah. dancing on reels and stuff i was like i can't believe this is what people do it's basically about being freaked out by uh social media really yeah and i can certainly uh concur with that again probably personal level not really much of a social media user but of course for full pelt music you know this is confined us as well as little triggers on all the social media and we kind of these days you're kind of forced to do that almost it, it feels like that's part of what you have to do uh yeah. to be successful um which obviously you know um i'm guessing for people like us isn't the most enjoyable side of it so i mean no, I yeah I, I agree completely so um if we focus on the better side so the music you know so as far as that track goes you know how did you know the music come together for it um i had that riff um for the verse and i quite like the idea of it being the one kind of riff kind of like a hive song where they just repeat the same thing over and over again and uh so it kind of starts and then changes a little bit and then in the chorus it just goes to like just the chord to the riff but it's the same same three chords all the way through until the middle eight it goes to a new chord and gives it a little break but yeah mainly inspired by the mc5 like the last single high time we did i was listening to a lot of mc5 and in lots of new york dolls which it shares the name of the song with one of their tunes but yeah wanted to do something quite punky and quite simple and to the point yeah and i certainly think it, it is worked on on that point definitely and do you get that sense when, when you're writing music and, and you know obviously again there's so much pressure these days through social media etc etc of what you need to be able to put out as content you know do you instantly recognize a song such as uh personality crisis and think oh yes this is a single when you write it um no not really it's mainly when we go into the studio with our producer al i'll have about five songs and he'll pick the best bits and make one song but with that song it was and high time to be fair they're almost exactly the same as the demo kind of the punkier ones we do feed me as well was just uh was just basically like the demo just with a few just tarted it up a bit yeah yeah add a few little bells and whistles as you say yeah, yeah. so uh speaking of bells and whistles again and obviously part of the 
package that we have to put out there these days uh, i always like to throw the focus as well on um the music videos for the songs that were featured on the playlist because it's a bit of a lost art these days um but yeah the, the again the video for, for the song uh i think works really really well simple you know performance yourself um but some really not like you know fitting cool graphics around it so you know just what were your thoughts on, on the video how did that concept come together and you know what how how enjoyable was it you know to, to put that out there for you I, I made a video for it before that, but it had the old drummer in, so we had to get it done again, <laughs> pretty rushed. Um, and I, it was just a bit like I sent my video to the guy and we just kind of tried to recreate that with just me, really. Just tried to make it quite energetic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was about 50 takes and I was really out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, no, it's always uh, you know bittersweet um, recording these things if it is taking yeah. a lot of takes. But well, roll um, neck and a leather jacket as well. It's a terrible idea because it was just I was just dying by the end of it. Exactly. Uh, looks good, but probably not the most practical, as you say, come the end of it. Um, but no, the, the video uh, works really, really well. Listeners, obviously, you can go and check it out on YouTube. Uh, we'll have the link for it in the bio of the episode. So I encourage you to certainly go and check that one out. Um, so, of course, this new music uh, coming now uh, follows on the footsteps of your debut album, which came out um, just before the pandemic hit. Uh, which yeah. is not the best time, you know, looking back for, for bands to be putting um, any music out, let alone, you know, their introduction, their debut. So, you know, how frustrating was that period for you? I know there were some tour dates uh, that got pulled as well because of the, obviously, the pandemic. You know, um, you've you've created something and you want to put it out there, but obviously, you know, haven't been able to do that as you wish. Yeah, it was a bit annoying to stop, to stop playing completely. Um yeah, and it was it was bad that we couldn't tour or anything. We, we did a tour that had just finished, like literally the two days before the, it was a lockdown. So we did manage to get quite a lot of good good gigs in, but we did have stuff planned. And it was very slow getting back to, uh, back to normal. But yeah, we'll, we'll be touring in the new year, just back to it. So yeah, I've got yeah. lots of writing done and stuff and made a page where I do Beatles covers and stuff. So I just kept busy recording at home, basically. Yeah, and a lot of the artists I've spoken to over the last um, year or two now, you know, have actually said the same, you know, incredibly frustrating that you couldn't proceed as planned, but it gave you unexpected free time to be able to do some some more creative um, work. And, you know, a lot of bands have come out with, you know, albums and, and things, you know, that, that weren't actually planned, weren't in that long-term plan as we talk about again, you know, with the release schedules and everything, you know. So, um, obviously, desperately terrible situation, the pandemic, but almost a silver lining for certain people was was that opportunity. I don't know if you feel the same there. Yeah, no, I'd never done home recording before. And uh, now I've got, like, MIDI keyboards and microphones and speakers. And so I've got really into that, which is something I thought I'd never, ever do. But... Learned a new skill there, which I suppose was good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we, you've taken something away from it. And thankfully, you've been able to get out and play shows as well since, obviously, the restrictions were lifted um, a year or so ago now, I, sp I suppose. You know, um, it still feels quite recent, you know, traumatised from the experience of it all. But, you know, musicians, you know, we're back out, live music's the thing again. So, you know, how did it feel for you getting back out and playing the first shows after that pandemic? It was really weird first one we did was socially distanced yeah and that's just crazy 
uh, it was still quite good and we sold it out because there was only 30 tickets available so it felt good to see the sold out thing even though it was 30 people but yeah as the first few were weird but it's just it's like second nature now really doing a gig because i've yeah. been playing in other bands constantly so it just feels like normal now yeah, no, thank God uh, that live music is back. Um, and yeah, thank God we aren't able to endure the socially distant shows. I did go to a few of those myself. Uh, I don't know what your feelings were with the atmosphere, but it was it was so awkward because you didn't know what you could do. As as a someone in the audience, obviously as the band as well, you know, you, you just didn't, it's a completely new, weird situation to be in, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't mind the table service at gigs <laughs> rather than like waiting in a bar a bar for like half an hour that was i did quite enjoy that aspect yeah again you always got to look on the bright side of life and there's always good things to take definitely definitely um and you've got lots of really good things coming in the future you mentioned obviously shows coming in the new year um you've got plans for a new ep as well and you're going to be heading stateside uh, i believe you've got an appearance at south by southwest uh lined up hopefully as well um, so just talk to us about the plans over the next year. What should listeners expect uh, to see from you and you know, how excited are you for it? Yeah, we'll be getting back in the studio and we'll be doing like an EP that will be continuing the kind of garage rock punk thing rather than the kind of bluesier stuff we were doing before. And yeah, we're going to the States to do something that I'm not really allowed to speak about at the minute, but it'll be in Nashville and it'll be very exciting, but I can't really divulge the uh, the information on it yeah yeah no well we love a bit of secrecy because quite often the bands we talk to you know have, have so much planned and again it all feeds into that machine of releasing music these days and obviously you know you have that schedule of when you can talk about things when you can put news out there you know to get obviously the most um interactions and engagement with it um so again we're going to go back to social media you know we, we've talked about personality crisis My, this part of the podcast is where i tell people where they can find you on social media because of course that's how you stay up to date uh, with anyone these days so little triggers you're on instagram at little triggers uh, facebook at little triggers band and for those uh, people still on twitter you can find you at uh, little triggers underscore um so you know with social media as well uh reactions these days are instantaneous uh and i know you said uh, and i agree with you that i don't really like social media um but you know how tempting is it when you put out for example personality crisis you know to track and monitor the comments and the views and everything coming back in you know how how in depth do you go with that well i think it's good to keep on top of it from a like replying to people standpoint and stuff like that but i don't really check to be honest <laughs> it does yeah if it gets over 100 then that's fine you know yeah and i might have to like add some hashtags or something but i'm not really too fussed about it to be fair good and that's the right that's the right answer it's the best way to live really um because you know as the themes of personality crisis say you know some people just uh, get far far too involved uh, and it's uh, a weird weird way to live in my opinion anyway um so the next portion of the podcast is a regular feature that we call set list science um so i'm a, a bit of a set list geek you know as a regular attendee of, of um gigs you know i love to see the you know efforts that bands are put into the structure of a set list and everything so you know the question for you is um you know how much attention do you play uh, pay to the structure of your set lists and have you got any rules that you try to follow um, 
when we were the two piece, me and the drummer been playing together that long. We didn't have a set list. We just go on do it. But uh, I, d I like to open with a few fast ones and then do our bluesier one, which is a loaded gun. Then kind of go into the more rock opera-y ones that have got loads of bits and uh, tempo changes and then finish on a few uh, faster ones. And then we do burn your house down, which is kind of like the most sing-along one we do and then finish They're quite simple, really. Yeah, simple but but effective, and it's that traditional kind of energy curve I sense there as well, which a lot of bands talk to me about. Um, yeah, no, I, I say I'm a, I'm a setless gig, and I love asking that question uh, on on the podcast and getting um, the answers that we get. Um, so, the last um, main question really uh, for you now is uh, something we're doing uh, in the new year. Obviously, we have Independent Venue Week coming up um, in February. Um, so we're just asking everyone um, that we're interviewing before then to um, give a shout out to your favourite independent uh, music venue. Um, it can be more than one if you want, um, but you know where would you like to give a shout out to? Uh, it was the Zanzibar, which is was the place where basically everyone in Liverpool done their first gig. It was owned by someone called Tony, who sadly died, and then it got took over just before the pandemic and they just launched it and then the pandemic hit and it shut down but now it's been bought by a chain and it's not independent anymore but it's still a live venue but it's that i'd have to say the zanzibar yeah yeah no uh, i'm at the other end of the country but even i've heard of zanzibar um you know historically um very important independent venue for the scene in Liverpool, which of course is one of the best music scenes uh, in the whole country. Um, so yeah, no, definitely shout out to, to you know the Zanzibar in the past, and hopefully it's got a long and, and fruitful uh, future. Um, much the same with you know Little Triggers. Hopefully you know the big big future um, for the band coming up. So you know we've really enjoyed being able to chat through you know personality crisis which again listeners can check out the video on youtube they can check out the song on our playlist or across uh all of the streaming websites um and yeah big things coming in the future so make sure you're following the band on social media so tom thank you for joining us what would be your final message for the listeners today i don't know stay warm <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely a relevant one at the minute um for sure so no thank you um so much for, for joining us on the podcast thanks for having me well thank you everyone for listening i really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with little triggers make sure you check out their single personality crisis over on our spotify discover new music playlist and of course follow the band on social media you can also follow full pelt on social media we're on facebook at full pelt and on twitter and instagram at full pelt music and if you would hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening, because we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Discover New Music podcast.